Hello and welcome to episode 7 of the Gaming Hook podcast. Um, this week I'm coming to you solo, um, so it's just Barry this week. Um, ben, as we all, as everybody knows from the previous ones, has been looking at moving house. Um, has in fact actually moved house this week. Um, and it's you know, rather frustratingly for him, uh, he's without Wi-Fi um, until around about the 27th. Um, of this month so right now he's going out of his mind um, with the uh, inability to play any of these games or um, or kind of online platforms um, so just me um, so in usual fashion I'm going to recap what I've been up to um, in the past week um, really I mean for me um, I've been delving a little bit more into Monster Boy uh, which was obviously one of the, the pro games on Stadia for July um getting a little bit uh further through that story um you know just chipping away at it bit by bit um i think i'm just over 10 percent on that now um not necessarily put a tremendous amount of time into it but nevertheless uh you know enjoying working my way through that kind of nostalgic feeling um you know it kind of almost takes you back to, to playing a very old school sort of Nintendo Sega platformer, which obviously given it being a you know a Sega title, um it's naturally gonna have that feel. And the other thing I've been playing this week, uh I've had more time on Spitlings. Uh my wife has recently become obsessed with this game. Um so we've we've kind of hit a point where anytime we kind of start to look at gaming, um uh, she's like, oh can we play Spitlings, uh, which has been good fun. Um, so we've been working our way through that. Um, and then for the last uh, five days throughout the course of this week, we've following the launch of F1 2020, the Stadia Race League, and did a test event just to test out all the different settings um, for races, uh, the different formats with practice, qualifying, race distance, formation laps, all that sort of stuff. So that we could narrow down what the finalised format is going to be for the uh, for the championship, which that concluded um, on Saturday, uh, which was great fun. So this week we're going to dive straight in, um, kind of covering the news. Uh, obviously, in the last week we have had the Ubisoft Fast Forward, uh, Stadia Connect, um, as well. So. With it being prediction week last week, we'll do a recap on the events and then we'll delve into exactly what we predicted, uh, what the scores came out at. Um, but before we, we, we jump into that, um, some news that, that's come out this week from, from Sony. Uh, they did an event where they, uh, you know, an online streamed event where they were covering the DualSense controller. So it was quite heavily focused on, you know, obviously on the controller. Uh, but during that, the the VP uh, Eric Lempel uh, confirmed that there would be plenty. Uh, you know, there would be notice uh, of a pre-order date for the PlayStation Five, which is something that I think a lot of people were kind of dubious about. Uh, there were rumours floating uh, across last weekend into the early part of the week that we were going to see that drop on Monday. Um, Monday came and went, uh, that didn't happen. Uh, the closest that we kind of got to, to kind of any real uh, movement on that was Amazon, uh, you know, started to update 
their listings on the pages, uh, but it just showed currently unavailable. So there were, you know, I think everybody was on tender hooks to to see if there was going to be any information there. And then I think obviously across in the, the states, uh, Best Buy and I think also Target have got a, obviously a sign up for um, for pre order to be notified of of more information. Um, but that covers that. Uh, the other in other news from the Xbox side of things, uh, Phil Spencer uh, has explained that there's going to be no uh, first party exclusives on Series X for a couple of years. Now that headline isn't as traumatic as it sounds. You first read it and you think, "What? How can that be the case?" You know, we've got Halo Infinite as a launch title. What he actually means is when you you know when you read more into to what he actually was was talking about. Um, he was effectively communicating a message that gamers out there are not going to be forced into buying the new console. Um, so what he was saying is that any of the exclusives that they, you know, the first party exclusives that they are going to be working on and are going to be releasing on in the next couple of years will be available on Xbox Series X, but they will also still be available on the Xbox One platform. Um, he kind of reinforced that he was firmly of, of the belief that people shouldn't be kind of forced uh, into it, and also that they, you know, they they should be free to choose where they're going to play that game, whether it be obviously Xbox One um, or even um, on the uh, on the mobile front. Now, as they've they've pushed forward and confirmed that XCloud uh, is going to be included as part of Game Pass Ultimate uh, from September, I believe it was they confirmed. In other Xbox news this week, um, we've also seen um, Aaron Greenberg try and control the the narrative a little bit um, on the 23rd. So this coming, or I should say the coming week, um, Xbox are doing their, their live event and where it's going to be the, the Xbox Game Showcase. Now, what he actually, what he actually said was, I know everyone is excited for the Xbox Game Showcase next Thursday. Seen some wild expectations, so if it's helpful, this show has one focus. Games. No business, devices, or similar news, just games. A whole show about an hour long focused on games. I hope you enjoy it. Now I think in the you know that's gone down well with Xbox fans, because I think Obviously, from the early reveal of you know the console uh, in December of 2019, a lot of the specs have been pushed forward. Um, they've kind of been criticised throughout 2020 for not showing off gameplay. Um, you know, they they did the um, the showcase earlier in the year where there was um, some AC Valhalla content shown, which was more cinematic than gameplay. Um, there was no real gameplay reveal there. Uh, whereas it seems that this up and coming showcase is going to be pure games which i think you know hot on the heels of the you know the playstation event it's something they needed to do um and it's definitely something that i think everybody out there is going to look forward to seeing because we've seen a lot of the content that's going to be coming to the playstation 5 um from launch um and you know and some of the stuff beyond that and so it'll be real good to to get an insight into what they're you know what they're going to put forward and showcase on the on the xbox side obviously the one thing that everybody knows that we are going to see um, is the appearance of Halo Infinite. So we should see some more, um, you know, more detail on that front, which would be great. 
Okay, so we're going to jump in now to the fast forward, the Ubisoft fast forward event, which took place on the 12th of July. Um, mixed feelings across this event, um, if I'm honest. Um, I know between me and Ben, um, I caught it live. Uh, ben caught some of it and then tried to catch up with it. Um, I don't think it was a groundbreaking event by any stretch of the imagination. I think considering we're in that E3 time frame, uh, you know, time frame, we would probably have expected to, you know, or have that expectation that people are going to go big with whatever they're doing, even though they've taken it to a, a digital format. But that didn't really seem to to kind of unfold, and I think they were also hit rather unfortunately with with some leaks prior to the event uh, which is it's obviously never what you want uh, prior to you know a kind of a showcase event and I also think you kind of you've got to feel an element of, of empathy or, or sympathy for you know for, for the guys at Ubisoft when things like this happen or you know or any developer when it happens because they put a lot of time and effort you know time away from families uh, long hours you know in order to bring us a lot of this content and I think everybody's just so eager and desperate to get on that, you know, get their hands on information that these kind of things that may have started from rumours turn into leaks and, and kind of take the edge off of what some of the events are, you know, are designed to do. So the um, the event focused on looking at um, a lot of the games naturally that are going to be coming up from Ubisoft. So we got to see a much more in-depth look um, at Watch Dogs Legion. Um, and we also got a release date for that of the 29th of October, um, which is awesome. Um, I think from, from watching that trailer um, and seeing the little kind of story intro that they did there, uh, which was kind of almost very movie-esque, it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and I'm certainly excited to get, you know, to pick that up and, and, and jump in and, and, and get that you know, get it started, see what it's like. I've played the first two. Um, I enjoyed the second one better than I enjoyed the first one. Um, so I'm hoping that what we'll see is, you know, as we get to, you know, a little bit further into Legions, that that will actually turn out to be the better, you know, one of the series. I think the fact that they've they've gone to an extent now where you can, you can almost pretty much involve anybody. Um, you know, what I took from watching that, uh, you know, that particular showcase is that, you know, it's you and then you can recruit whoever, um, you know, that you come across in the game that you feel could be a good fit, uh, you know, to help you in your fight. Uh, so that, you know, looked really, really exciting. Uh, we've seen a more in-depth look at AC Van, uh, Valhalla, sorry. Um, and with that, we... You know, we got to see some real gameplay. You know, I think it's a lot of people have been saying, well, it looks like a reskinned version of, uh, you know, Origins or, you know, or any of the previous ACs. Uh, I mean, I think to expect anything, I think that's a little bit harsh to say that it's just a reskinned version, uh, but they're clearly onto a winning formula, you know, with the, you know, with that the way that they've managed to design the art style, gone into the detail. Um, so, you know, I think personally myself, um, and I know Ben is as well, you know, completely hyped about to jump into, uh, you know, that 
Norse mythology and uh, and kind of go from there. Um, it looks like it could be a lot, a lot of fun. So um, the we received an update on Ghost Recon uh, Breakpoint. So there's AI teammates coming to Ghost Recon uh, Breakpoint. They're they're coming back. Um, obviously they were in Wildlands, um, but you know um, July fifteenth uh, they arrived back in the game, uh, and then there was obviously there was also um, a new live event called the Resistance, which was announced to be launching on the sixteenth. So that you know I think those. The AI you know, announcement of, of the AI teammates has been kind of very much uh, welcomed by by kind of fans of you know fans of the game, um, and I know there's a lot of people been jumping into it and and getting either jumping into it now where they haven't invested in it previously, or kind of reinvesting that time now that they've kind of got that that teammate experience. Uh, you know, which is always good considering it's it, you know that game's obviously been out for a little while. Uh, we've had um, Brawlhalla uh, Mobile was shown off. We also had um, they showed off Era of Chaos. Uh, they dropped a, a Tom Clancy's Elite Squad mobile game, which is going to be a free-to-play uh, tactical RPG. And that's going to be arriving on the 27th of August on the Apple App Store and the Google Play Store. Then what we saw was there was a um, a video message uh, put together uh, by the development team at Ubisoft Montreal um, to celebrate five years since the launch of Rainbow Six Siege and to thank their community, uh, you know, for their involvement and the passion um, and the way they've dedicated themselves to the game. Which led, um, you know, following that, we then also seen um, Hyperscape. Um, so there was some more kind of um, gameplay, uh, some more talk about the game. And they confirmed that as of the event, uh, the open beta for PC um, was live, uh, you know, as of the 12th. Uh, obviously, there was new weapon, hack, uh, game modes, uh, and there was also some Twitch features. Um, rolled out there as well and then what we we did see uh, round off the event was Far Cry 6 the world premiere trailer which obviously everybody um, that was the leak um, that came prior to the event I know there was a lot of speculation around uh, uh, Far Cry 6 uh, and it's certainly with uh, Giancarlo Esposito um, who's in Better Call Saul, Mandalorian, um, confirming that he was working on a really exciting uh, voiceover project. Um, so he's actually going to be the villain um, in Far Cry 6. So we've seen the world premiere trailer um, for that. Um, we've got a, a launch date of February the 18th in 2021. So I think that'll be, you know, there'll be a lot to, to keep our eyes on. And certainly, you know, I think it's clear to say that between you know Far Cry at the start of the year, uh, Watch Dogs October, um, AC Valhalla in November, uh, you know we're certainly going to have Ubisoft titles that we know um, are going to take up some of our time, um, you know to throw ourselves into. Um, so certainly the next, you know that next period with Ubisoft looks like it could be quite promising. Um, I, I think, as I said at the start of this, you know covering it. Um, 
it wasn't a, a mind-blowing event. Um, I, I think if you were to, if you were kind of looking at a rating, it, it was a middle of the road. It was it was probably a, you know a five out of ten for the event, and I think there was a lot of stuff that that kind of came in there. Um, that people were kind of expecting, you know, regardless of obviously, uh, you know, of the leak. I think it was interesting. We didn't see anything with regard to the new Rainbow Six. Um, we didn't see anything with regard to, you know, Gods and Monsters. Um, which I don't know whether we'll see something later in the year. Uh, but certainly, I, I mean, it's difficult to say. I'm going to do. Rainbow Six could well have been impacted by the fact that. We are, you know, we're in the middle of a pandemic. Um, Rainbow Six quarantine that may be perceived ill-timed. So, you know, it's still listed as coming in 2020. Uh, so I think it's certainly a case of, of watching this space and see what happens. So if we look at the predictions that myself and Ben made for the Fast Forward event, um, I'll give you a quick recap. So Ben said there'll be a Hyperscape full release uh, with Roadmap. Uh, Watch Dogs was going to be announced, um, as in a release date for Watch Dogs. Uh, Far Cry uh, was going to be announced. He said that there'll be a Fort Honor 2 announced. And there would also be an update on Gods and Monsters. Uh, myself, I said that we'd see more about Rainbow Six Quarantine. We would get a date for Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I also said that we would see a new um, a new Rayman announced for 2021. Uh, we'd get an update on Skull and Bones. Because uh, obviously it's been a good couple of years since we've really seen anything on that. So I thought um, timing wise we could well see an update for, you know, for that project. Um, but obviously that, you know, that didn't happen. Uh, and then I also said, obviously, we would see uh, Far Cry 6 um, confirmed, um, obviously, despite the rumours, and that we would see, a, you know, an early 2021 release. So in terms of predictions, uh, Ben scored two out of five and I scored two out of five. So we draw, you know, we'd uh, a fairly steady draw there. Um you know, I think we were probably both expecting a little more and certainly looking at those predictions, you know, we had a little bit higher expectations. And I'm beginning to wonder, and I'll cover this as well with, you know, with the, 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 the Stadia Connect, beginning to wonder where sometimes as, as gamers um, across the different platforms, whether our expectations are too high, uh, especially given the fact that during the pandemic, undoubtedly so you know game development as a lot of businesses across the world productivity is halted uh, so i think we you know maybe the expectations were sky high in comparison to you know what we envisaged that we might see but nevertheless it, it's one of those things isn't it you, you know you, you kind of make these predictions and you kind of predictions are almost a balance between an element of things that can be realistic that you will see and then things that you kind of hope that you will see um, and I think you know as I said it was a middle of the road event but there's still plenty there to keep me engaged with Ubisoft um, titles that are up and coming the one thing that I think I was surprised um, by was the fact that there was nothing from Just Dance you know Just Dance religiously gets a release every year um, 
and there was just nothing. There was no announcement uh, with regards to that. So I don't know whether they felt that it wasn't the right platform, um, you know, to, to go out there and kind of say, hey, you know, look, we're getting a new uh, Just Dance. Maybe they wanted to keep it focused on, you know, on the things that they, they've been working on and, and probably the the wider audience that, you know, the elements and titles that they, they probably perceived that people wanted to see. So overall, uh, fast forward predictions were not an outright failure, um, but two out of five is probably a bit of a poor showing from, you know, from both me and Ben. Um, but safe to say there's still stuff to be done and I'm sure we'll see more from Ubisoft uh, later in the year. So I'm going to move on to the Stadia Connect, uh, which was two days after the Ubisoft uh, fast forward event. Um, that particular event, uh, again, <laughs> I think community-wise, from you know certainly with myself uh, being part of the the Stadia community, uh, Ben less so. It's kind of a you know a, a tertiary platform for Ben really. Um, expectations were quite high. I think there was a sense that that Google were going to come to this packing some serious heat and really. You know, really kind of drop the uh, drop the hammer and and kind of show off lots of games, um, you know, lots of features, just to kind of try and assert themselves a little bit more in the market space. And that didn't really happen, um, which kind of ties in a little bit within stuff they've said in the past about focusing on the existing users in the platform and kind of developing that platform out. Because I think. I mean, my perception on it really is that they kind of look at it and they kind of, I think they feel that if they focus on the people that are invested in the platform right now, by default, if they make those people happy, the features that they will bring will then attract a new audience, um, you know, and that's certainly um, something I hope to see, you know, it's good to be able to feed back and and kind of share stories with the guys there um and and obviously it's you know we know it's an emerging platform that it's it's no by no means is it a, a polished finished product from either you know a um you know a games library perspective or a you know a feature library it's getting there and you know there's a lot of development on it um as a platform for sure uh, but I think realistically, people have to remember it's a platform that's nine months old. Um, you know, the the big boys in this game, um, in the, you know your PlayStation, your Xbox, your Nintendo, they've been doing this stuff for twenty, you know, twenty plus years, um, and that's why I think people need to remain controlled in their opinion or their criticism of the platform. It, you know, it's still in its infancy. Um, but the guys at the top have got 20, 30 years plus of experience in the games industry. So it's, it's not something that they're, um, you know, they're taking lightly. So um, Stadia Connect event um, kicked off with the announcement that um, Stadia, uh, not Stadia, sorry, Super Bomberman um, are online, um, which is a 64 player kind of battle almost battle royale-esque uh, kind of bomberman game um you know looks like great fun if you're a fan of bomberman then no doubt um it'll be a uh, it'll be a great title to jump in 
They also confirmed Stadia suffered from leaks as well prior to the event um, early on Tuesday morning. Um, it came across that Dead by Daylight was going to be coming to the platform uh, on September, um, which obviously, you know, there was then an official confirmation with the publisher uh, prior to the event. But I think, again, it, it's one of those things. I think the leaks sometimes spoil some of the surprises. One of the, the key messages that Google delivered in the Connect uh, was this concept of click to play. So they they were very keen to show off a lot of the stuff that had come to the platform, talking about how they've reduced the Premier Edition kit, um, which includes the controller and the um, the um, Chromecast Ultra, along with uh, a month sub, uh, subscription. They're really focusing on how simple it is to kind of open a game, click and play. Um, and they're kind of centered around that with regards to a lot of the features um, that's starting to now come. So whether you're playing, you know, on the CCU, um, whether you're playing in the web browser, um, you know, if you are a content streamer and, you know, in the community, you can literally put a link uh, and a button out on your stream and people can jump in and play, you know, play the game with you. So if you're playing PUBG, um, you know, very easy to be, you know, very easy done. Um, then all, one of the things that that did also focus on, they are going to be, that's also going to be included with uh, Dead by Daylight. Um, so you're going to have crowd play and there's also going to be crowd choice, uh, which I think is going to be a really, really cool feature, especially, you know, for, for the people out there that maybe watch the streamers, um, the ability for you to kind of interact with those streamers that you enjoy watching. Um, and influence how they play the game, um, which is going to be really good. The next things that we've seen, um, obviously, uh, Serious Sam, I think, is earlier and you know announced earlier in the year. Um, it was uh, it's coming to Stadia um, prior to it arriving on consoles. Uh, so they did a, a bit of a recap, showed off the trailer, and just reminded everybody that it, you know it kind of still exists and it's on its way. We also seen uh, Outriders uh, reconfirmed for the platform, uh, which coming from Square Enix, um, which I actually, you know, the trailer for that looked really interesting. So I'll be excited to um, to get closer to the time that that drops on the platform and, and jump in. Uh, I think the surprise package uh, was uh, they confirmed that Sekiro uh, is going to be launching later in the year. Um, which obviously has come across from yes, it, it you know it is on other platforms, uh, but you know it, it's one of those things that I don't think people expected to you know to drop on Stadia. Then what we also seen was um, Outcasters, which is going to be a um, you know a Stadia exclusive title uh, is going to be coming in the fall, which is like a almost like a Splatoon kind of battle royale esque game. And so that looked like that could be a bit of fun. You know, it's certainly going to appeal to the family audience. Um, but, you know, yeah, it looked like a, a huge amount of fun. we seen the confirmation of the Hitman trilogy uh, is arriving uh, in the future. So I think Hitman 1 and Hitman 2 are slated for release uh, September. Uh, the first of that, um, of the Hitman episodes, will be... Um, included as a pro game 
for September as well, which would be great. Uh, and then rounded off by the fact that Hitman 3, uh, the start of 2021, will be dropping in January. We also seen uh, Hello Neighbor uh, slated for release in September. And I believe that was also going to be highlighted as a potential pro game. So we'll keep an eye on that. Um, and then also um, around the holiday period, there's um, you know there's going to be additional content with Hello Neighbor, um, which is also going to be included, um, which was great to see. And then we what we seen after that was a an, an, a nice little indie game, uh, very very unique, uh, one hand clapping, little platform game controlled by your by singing. Um, so you kind of work out the puzzles and. And navigate the um, you know the platforms um, solely using the power of your voice um, to hit kind of low high notes. Um, that's gone into early release on Stadia, so that dropped for like two pound forty nine. Um, you know, um, I I dived in, gave that a try this week. Um, great fun, uh, very very unique, very different to, to kind of anything you'd expect, and uh, a really interesting take actually on being able to kind of navigate a, a, a platforming you know a platformer um, style game and and really work on unwinding those puzzles purely just by using your voice um, so I'm interested to obviously keep playing through that and obviously see how that then continues to develop um, as they continue developing the game and then the as with all these events there's always that you know colombo oh just one more thing moment um and what we've seen was the not so surprising launch of of orcs must die 3 again that was another thing that suffered as a leak and there was a trailer indicating that that was going to be a pro or free to pro uh, subscribers so orcs must die 3 was launched uh, and was available uh, as of the connect um, so people could uh, jump straight into that within a matter of moments uh, right at the end of the connect um, which I have to say you know that's a, a game that really I think harnesses some of the power um, the, you know that stadia has the ability to deliver uh, you know the for example war modes with like over a hundred enemies on screen at once uh, and they you know the platform just handles it with ease um you know it's great fun so i'll certainly be investing a lot more time in that so if we look at the predictions for the stadia connect that being me and ben made uh if i'm honest the predictions were clearly our hype was in you know full-on out there mode uh him just to recap them so we did what we did was we did three games and three features that we thought we'd see announced at the connect event so ben went for wolfenstein new order and wolfenstein new colossus on the basis that there's already um the uh, the co-op wolfenstein game is already on the platform uh, he went for death stranding uh, look because obviously it launched on pc on the 14th um, and obviously there's some connections with you know with studios um, that Google have acquired um, so he kind of went and developed that theory and kind of went out there and said yeah I'm going to predict that that's going to get announced uh, Apex Legends which was one of the big um, 
almost missing announcements, I, th I feel, from the Kinect. Uh, I think when EA Play did their event, they um, there was rumours that they confirmed to the press that it would kind of be coming on the platform. Uh, but alas, no mention of it in the uh, in the Kinect event, um, which obviously uh, I think disappointed a lot of people because I think a lot of people were ready to jump into that and felt that it would be a really good addition. Uh, but that, yeah, yeah didn't drop and then for Ben's three features he went with iOS support update um, so not necessarily confirmation of when it will be releasing but just an update and some insight into actually what's going on um, and being able to get it into uh, you know iOS support uh, new controller colors and also a new party system then for myself I opted for um, because we there was rumor that or, or not rumor but because obviously we can see that cyberpunk 2077 is going to launch later on the platform i kind of went a bit out there and a bit crazy and said well actually i think we might see the witcher 3 uh just to kind of drop people into to that mindset of uh, of a cd project red title uh i said that rocket arena uh, would drop on the platform uh, that was something again announced at EA Play uh, and was launched on the 14th uh, and then purely I bowed to the pressure of one of the things that I always see mentioned out there which is when are we going to get Call of Duty Warzone or Modern Warfare um, and obviously because of the behind the scenes um, partnership with Activision and Google which is specifically related to Google Cloud and the you know the the hosting of the servers um, which obviously they um, Activision use Google Cloud for the, the Call of Duty League um, I kind of just went out there and said like we're, you know we're going to see Modern Warfare um, you know including Warzone uh, but that didn't obviously that didn't happen uh, then from my three features I said we'd see um, confirmation of server blade upgrades uh, on the performance uh, to fall more into line with next gen we kind of know where stadia sits power wise um and it kind of right now it's clear that it kind of sits a little bit between current gen and next gen uh, i also seen that i uh, also said that we'd get youtube integration and direct streaming um, so with that, I was kind of only partially correct with obviously stuff like crowd play um, and, and you know and and crowd choice, um, but they didn't go the whole hog to confirm the you know the the streaming straight to YouTube, um, and then for my third and final kind of feature, um, I actually said that I thought we'd see a new Stadia Pro controller potentially, so. That was our um, that was our uh, predictions, and rather shamefully, <laughs> where we obviously you know got two out of five um, in the uh, in the Ubisoft predictions, we literally got a big fat zero, drew nothing um, on the Stadia Connect predictions, which I think goes twofold to show that Google's event was in a completely different direction to what people anticipated. And I know there's a lot of people that have been angered out there by the event. Um, they expected so much more. Um, but I think what, you know, in essence, what we've seen is, you know, they, they actually announced, I think, 16 new titles coming to the platform. Um, and, you know, and a new feature set to show progress with the platform. Um, 
So I think again with tempered ex expectations, we should probably be, uh, you know, I don't want to say happy with the event, but I think we should at least be comfortable in what they announced. Um, but again, you know, it wasn't a mind blowing event, and I think they had a really big opportunity to, you know, to do that in that part of the summer game fest. Um, the E three style events, they really had a chance to go all out there, um, but they opted to go with a, you know, a pre recorded. Um, YouTube video which was posted um, which was about 18 minutes long uh, you know for people to enjoy um, at their own leisure really um, which you know frustrated a lot of people but it is what it is um, at the end of the day we just need to um, keep being realistic um, and keep you know keep our eyes peeled that they're, they're undoubtedly going to um, release more you know, they they also confirmed in the Stadia Connect that they've they've got new partnerships with with new game developers. Uh, one of the you know the big ones that that kind of came out of that was Harmonix, who are obviously renowned for um, kind of your I think your your rock band and your more obviously your music based games. And um, so it'll be interesting to see what they come out with because they've confirmed they're working on a title for the platform. Um, in terms of uh, kind of releases for Stadia for the week, um, obviously we got Orcs Must Die 3, which are covered as, as part of the Connect. Then we've seen the, the summer sale um, drop. Uh, so we had Octopath Traveler uh, drop from $49.99 down to $39.99. And then Ghost Recon Breakpoint Gold Edition is £25. Um, so there were a couple of the, you know, the, the main ones that, that kind of dropped. That are kind of the headline grabbing, I would say, in my opinion. And then uh, the day after the connect, um, they dropped uh, Lara Croft Temple of Osiris, which we knew was coming to the platform uh, and had been rated on ESRB just kind of days prior to that, uh, which led to people to think that we might hear something about it in the Stadia Connect. But they just did their usual kind of. Uh, that shadow drop thing and and drop that in there and that pretty much rounds up stadia for the week um you know obviously it's wrapped up the other platforms looking at, at kind of freebies um and offers for the week a little bit quieter this week i feel um obviously following the ubisoft fast forward event they confirmed that obviously um people tuning into the video if you were logged in watching the video uh, between a certain point, you could claim a copy of, of Watch Dogs 2. Um, that actually went really badly because their entire kind of Ubisoft storefront and being able to sign into your account completely crashed during the event because uh, there was clearly so many people, um, you know, trying to dive in at the point that they needed to and claim their free copy of Watch Dogs 2. It, they basically just kind of tweeted out confirmation that they were experiencing some issues and then followed it up with confirmation that the people shouldn't worry because everybody will still receive the freebies that they were supposed to claim during the event and rightly so you know come monday there were communications going out saying you're now able to go in um go to this link and claim your free copy of watchdog 2 uh, and obviously any of your other rewards from watching the stream um, so, I, you know, I jumped in Monday morning 
um, claim my free copy. It's added in my library, and uh, I'll probably try and schedule some time in to, to kind of pick that up and play it pre kind of Watchdog Legions um, in October. So I've got a couple of months um, where I can kind of work through what I'm playing at the moment, and then and lead up to uh, playing that on PC. Um, ready, obviously, for the launch of, of Watchdog Legions. Then Epic Store, we got Torchlight Two, um, which has dropped as the the freebie um, for this week on there. Um, so head over to the Epic Store and grab that. And that pretty much covers us for um, for the freebies for this week. A uh, little bit shorter an episode than normal, which is understandable because there's not two of us uh, and there's only so much of uh, of me waffling on talking about the week's events that we can. Uh, well, I can stand to listen to myself, so I'm sure our listeners will be exactly the same. We've covered what we needed to, said what needed to be said. Um, there's a, a likelihood that there um, there might not be a podcast next week, because I don't think Ben, again, with him not having internet until the 27th, I don't think he's going to be available um, You know, to cover that. Uh, what I might look at doing is doing another solo one, uh, potentially just to cover off kind of any real news. But what I'll do is I'll gauge that based on and kind of what happens through the week. I know we've got the Xbox showcase, uh, so there'll certainly be something there to cover. But I might just do a you know a, a mini episode, uh, just covering very brief highlights of what's there. Um, but other than that, that's it from us this week, folks. Hope you've enjoyed it. Um, you know. Keep clicking uh, that you know. Follow on Spotify. Get us followed on uh, you know on Twitter. Uh, engage with us. Um, you know we love having kind of interaction. Uh, you know that communication about whatever is is coming coming up and, and going on within the gaming world. Um, and you know we enjoy sharing what we're up to as well. Um, so enjoy your uh, your week ahead, and um, we'll catch up with you all soon. Cheers, guys. Bye. Thank you.